Good evening, everyone. Uh, hopefully, everyone had a a great Fourth of July day. I guess it wasn't on the weekend or Wednesday. Hope, hopefully, your Fourth of July was was wonderful. One um, who is uh, tuned in. So um, uh, let me open up in prayer. Um, so, gracious Father, we we thank you for this day. Um, we thank you for your blessings, Father. Uh, we thank you for this nation, our country. We thank you for freedom, Father. Um, I I just lift up the nation, Father Lord, and those who are running it. Father, I lift up the people of this uh, country, Father. I then I lift up the people who are who are listening this evening. That you will guide us and direct us, Father. That um, we will be led by your Holy Spirit. That we will listen to you. That we will trust you, Father. Um, I thank you, Father Lord, uh, that you are going to move on uh, behalf of the people here listening, Father Lord, and <clears throat> cause things to be turned around in their lives, Father. Um, and also we thank you for your, for your son who died on the cross for our sins, the Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Um, we ask all these things in your name, in his name. Amen. Okay. Um so thank I thank everyone for tuning in this evening. Um, of course, you know tonight we are talking <clears throat> and asking actually asking the question: uh, Does uh, God speak through license plates and bumper stickers? So does God does God speak through uh, license plates and bumper stickers? And I that uh, topic because uh, you know sometimes. Uh, you're in a, a situation that's so desperate, you know, and you're you're asking the Father or the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction, and, and you're just look, looking for anywhere to hear to hear like a word or confirmation, you know. So you might see a bumper sticker, or a license plate, or a billboard, or, or whatever it may be, you know, and you wonder. Well, I know I used to wonder is uh is that the Holy Spirit trying to guide or direct me or our Father in heaven, you know, trying to speak to us. And I remember some some years ago, actually a a friend, a friend of mine and I, we were uh, sitting down and uh we were talking about being led by the spirit and and particularly hearing the voice and direction of God. And, you know, because you hear some people say that they actually literally hear the Father speak to them, you know, or, or you hear some people say that the Father spoke to them in some way. But me and him were, were kind of sitting there this was many years ago. And we both kind of came to the agreement that uh, we never – have personally heard the, the Father lead us or guide us in that way. If we wanted to hear from the Lord, you know, 
or the, our Father, you know, or the Holy Spirit um, for direction. We just go straight to the to the rich word, the Bible. You know, we we get direction that way. Um, in a sort of way, that's the way that, that uh, probably he he was taught and raised. And I wasn't sure because I heard different things, but basically, it's wasn't kind of from the word, the written word, the Bible. You know, anything. It was kind of, or anything else that is uh, claimed to be like the message from the Father or whatever is probably seen as uh, something that's from the flesh or even perhaps the devil himself, you know. Um, and that's kind of where my mindset was for, for many, many years, you know. And so if it's, I guess this lesson is this evening is if uh if anyone is looking for some type of direction or or um, guidance in your life, you know, I know I called it uh, this guy speak to uh, license plates and bumper stickers, but I, I guess I want to want to ask if anyone who's uh, listening this evening, um, if you're uh, looking for direction from the Holy Spirit, you know, that's that's what basically what what this evening is about. For those who are looking for guidance and direction, and you need you need something right now, and you probably perhaps you've been reading your word, you know, the written word, and uh, you haven't come to an understanding yet, but you're desperate and you're searching wherever you can to find a word, you know. Um, perhaps there's some of you out there who listening who who've experienced this, and you have a, a an experience with where the Father spoke to you, or the Holy Spirit has guided you through one of those different ways. Um, if you do, you can feel free to leave a comment on one of the pages, you know, if if you want to share it or encourage someone. And some, I believe this is a calling line, too, so if you want to call, you you can, too, if you called into there. But um, well, the first scripture, actually, I want to talk about is Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, it says, The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. So we have the Pharisees and Sadducees. Guess what? They're they're looking. They didn't have cars back in their day. (laughs) But I guess they were looking for a sign from heaven, maybe some type of spiritual bumper sticker or license plate. And he replied, talking about Jesus, When evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather. For the sky is red. <clears throat> and in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the time. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but no one will not but none will be given except the sign of Jonah. And Jesus then left them and went away. You see, um, in a sense, they were asking for a sign. You know, sometimes we're in a direct, uh, situation, you know, what I talked about earlier, when we're looking for a sign. Um, the first thing we have to ask or question ourselves when we're, we're trying to find a, a direction is the intent of our heart or the motive of our heart. You know, because if we, if, we, if our, our intent 
as uh, wicked, we can be seen as the Pharisees and Sadducees looking for a sign, you know. Um, or also, uh, we can be like Gideon. Remember Gideon? He was like, oh, put in, put in the, uh, the the lamb skin or whatever on the ground. He was asking it to rain and all this kind of stuff because he was uh, looking for a sign. And he did this many, many days over and over again trying to get confirmation, you know. So sometimes we have read the word, but then we're looking for other places for a sign. Like, Father, I need, I just need some confirmation. You know? So what do we do with that? I guess that's the question I'm asking, and I want you to ask yourself. Another uh, scripture, actually, I want to give you uh, is a, a very familiar and unusual story. Uh, it's uh, in Numbers chapter 22. And it begins in verse 21. That's Numbers chapter 22, beginning in verse 21. And it's a very familiar scripture. It says, Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went to the Moabite officials. But God was very angry when he went. And the angel of the Lord stood in the road to oppose him. And Balaam was riding his donkey. And his two servants were there with him. And when the donkey saw that the angel of the Lord standing in a row with the drawn sword in his hand, I turned off the road into a field. And Balaam beat it to get back on the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path through the vineyards and a wall on both sides. And when the donkey saw that the angel of the Lord it pressed closer to the wall, crushing Balaam's foot against it. So he beat the donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord moved on ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no room to turn, either to the right or to the left. So they were just stuck. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down under Balaam, and he was angry and beat it with his staff. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth, and it said to Balaam, Why, ha- what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Then Balaam answered the donkey, You have made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. Then the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your own donkey, which you have ridden to this day? Have I been in a habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opens Balaam's eyes, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with the sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. And the angel of the Lord asked him, Why have you beaten your donkey three times? I have come here to oppose you because your path is a reckless one before me. And a donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If I had not turned away, I would have certainly killed you by now. But I, excuse me, but I would have spared it. Verse 34, Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned. I do not realize you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now, if I please you, I will go back. So this story right here is very, very interesting. And I, the reason why I brought up this this uh, 
story is because of, sometimes we wonder if the, our Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit, is trying to guide us and, and direct us. And sometimes He uses uh, unusual ways, things that uh, are very maybe unnormal to speak to us if He can't get our get our attention in the first place. And in this scripture, it's, it's kind of interesting because uh, the donkey <laughs> said to Balaam, "Am I not your own donkey, which you have always ridden?" To this day, so this donkey, whatever you know, animal, <laughs> you know, it's a good guess. This donkey he had a memory of, of what was going on, you know, because he says, "Have I been in the habit of doing this to you?" The donkey would say, "Have I ever like turned away, or have I ever bowed down, or, or crushed your your, your um, foot? Have I ever done that before?" And Bellum said, "No." But we see here that this donkey has a memory, and also the donkey has feelings because <laughs> the donkey says, "You you have beat me." Three times, you know, sometimes so I say that, you know, this is a side note, you know, our animals, you know, you want to be careful of how you treat them because they also create created beings by, uh, though they're not on our same level, but they have their purposes, you know, that uh, our father, he also uses them. He wants us to treat them kindly. Um, um, but those are just a few side notes, but, uh, from these two verses, we see the father using the donkey, you know, and he was actually, the donkey was voicing his concerns or whatever, but the father was using them. So here we have a donkey and an animal basically giving warning to one of God's prophets. And a donkey was allowed to, uh, in, in this particular case, to give a warning to uh, Balaam, um, because of course the father, as he read from the scripture, he opened up his mouth, you know. But a donkey, you know, as an animal, you know, that's that's far from like some type of inanimate thing, you know, like a, a license plate, you know. So, <laughs> but it's still in that same instance, it is unusual because that's a sign from the father. Um, Another scripture that I would like to bring up is uh, in Psalms chapter 19, verses 1 through 2, also a very familiar passage. Uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. So we know from this scripture that the heavens is referring to the sky, and I believe specifically it's referring to like the planets, the stars, you know, the constellations, and all those kind of types of things. And if you live in a larger city, you know, it's kind of difficult or hard to see them um, because of all the illumination from everything else that's going on. But in a in a more rural areas, you know, there's nothing else to see, but you, it's, it's very easy to see them. Um, you know, some of you may be saying, well, I don't hear them. I mean, I see them in the sky, but they're, they're not talking to me. But you know what? If you pay close attention to, to them, they actually are talking in a way, or they're, they're trying to give us a sign. If you go ahead and read, uh, again, we're in Psalms. We just read Psalms chapter 19, verse 1 through 2. But in verse 3 through 4, that same chapter of Psalms 19, it says, this is why we probably can't hear them. 
It's as though they have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes into all the earth and their words to the end of the world. So they are using no no words or no sound, you know. <laughs> so we don't hear, we can't hear. Yet saying that a voice, a voice implies hearing, a voice is going into all the earth. A voice of direction is going into all the earth. Um, but how is it possible if a voice is going to all the earth and there is no sound? You know, how can be something heard if there is no speech, no voice? You know, how how can that be? <laughs> um, I remember I, if I what I talked about earlier, my friend and I had talked about uh that our the God, you know, basically. Our Father in Heaven never speaking to us, you know. And I came to the understanding that uh, that He actually was, and I didn't know with Him, and mainly because we wasn't really looking, searching, you know, perhaps looking in the wrong place. But uh, the Father, I believe He He's always speaking. It's just that we're not tuned into that right frequency or that right channel like your uh the internet signal, for example. Or a a satellite, like if you got one of the, the those satellite providers, you know. You have to have a certain frequency to tune in to get those channels. Um or even like a radio station, tune in a dial or, or C B like for the truck drivers. You have to tune into that specific channel, you know. So if you try to, or like if you listen to the radio, you're trying to hear a sports show but you on a jazz station, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be able to hear what's going on in a ball game or whatever they're talking about on the sports channel because you're tuned into the jazz station. So it's about us tuning in. We had the donkey, he he was tuned in to what was going on. But Balaam, he he wasn't tuned in to the same frequency. Um, we have to tune in to to everything that's being being uh, spoken without without sound that's around us, you know. Um, and it might be, you know, in a license plate or a bumper sticker or some other man-made item. Um, actually, an, another example I want to get from my life is uh, one day we were at a conference in Birmingham, Alabama, and I was driving the van. It was about ten to twelve other people in the van, and it was lunchtime. And I never been in Birmingham, Alabama, but it was downtown area, and it's not not a big town compared to other other towns, but it still was big enough. And so I was dropping people off where they wanted to go eat in the, the particular parts of downtown. And the first stop was Burger King. Then I found the next place that the next person wanted to go to. And it went on and on and going on after I dropped off to different people because I was sort of like the, the bus driver. And this was the time before everybody had cell phones, you know. So after about 20 or 30 minutes of me dropping everyone off and getting on, then, of course, I I wanted to go get me something. Um 
and there was another friend of mine. He was actually in, in a car with me, and I was like, um, I don't know where I dropped everyone off, and I'm kind of lost because I wasn't even in the same area where I started. And he said, uh, "This I'll never forget what he said. He said, Lord, direct my path. Or he said, Lord, direct our path. And uh, as he said that, I, I immediately feel like within a few seconds, you know, I had the urge to look up. And like over the uh, horizon, kind of like upward, or guess what I've seen? <laughs> About uh, five or six blocks away, I've seen the uh, Burger King sign. <laughs> you know, so from that, I was able to uh, get direction, you know. From from where to go, and I kind of worked my way back around, and became familiar from from that. But I believe in that case, it was the Lord directing my path through the sign of a of a uh, Burger King. <laughs> uh, so so that that right there was uh, I believe the Holy Spirit using a sign to guide and direct me in that particular situation. And I believe the Father, you know, our whole, the Holy Spirit. He will meet you where you're at and speak to you, you know, through a person or billboard or whatever he can to use to grab or capture your attention, you know. Um, Another scripture I want to uh, mention uh, is that in Luke chapter 19, um, Luke chapter 19, you know, sometimes we, uh, we kind of ignore those types of things like license plates and bumper stickers or whatever it may be because we think, well, maybe it's coincidence or maybe, uh, I'm out of my mind, you know, but maybe the father, you know, he can't get your attention by you sitting down and praying or, or by reading the word and uh, you're sitting there, but you're not paying attention. You're not noticing them talking. So he might speak to you uh, through a familiar way. Um, actually, in a, a scripture I want to give you before I give you this other scripture is uh, Proverbs chapter 8. And actually, it's mentioned also in Proverbs chapter 1, I also believe. Um but in Proverbs chapter 8, it says, does not wisdom call out? Does not understand and raise her voice? At the highest point along the way, where the path meets, she takes her stand. Beside the gate, leading to the city, at the entrance, she cries out. To you, O people, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, Set your hearts on it. Listen, for I have trustworthy things to say. I open my lips to what is right. My mouth speaks what is true. For my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them are crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are upright to those who have found knowledge. Choose my instructions instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies. 
and nothing that you can compare or nothing that you desire can compare with her. Um, so this is wisdom. And uh, Proverbs chapter 8, and in verse 9, it says, To the, to the, the discerning, all of them are right. So uh, we have wisdom crying out, raising her voice. And many people are missing it. You know, actually, wisdom starts with reading a written word. I mean, our Father in heaven, the Holy Spirit, our Lord Jesus, they're running on and on and on. And this word about direction all day. So if you don't have direction, you can start you can start right here. But sometimes we're reading the word and we're just reading right through it. But sometimes like there's so many pressures on us, you know, and we can't focus on what the spirit is saying. He needs to speak to us through a bumper sticker sticker. <laughs> or a billboard, you know, or someone's T shirt. It could be a scripture. It could be just some random numbers. What what appears to be random to the person who car is driving, but it could be like a a four four four. It could be something like a, a scripture just familiar to you, or like a three five, like Proverbs three five. Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. For all of us, it's different. Well, some people, some person might see something, then someone else won't get out of it. But the Holy Spirit knows you. He He is speaking to you through that way, you know, guiding you and directing you, you know, in a way that you can only understand because we haven't been paying attention to the written word, which is uh, unfortunate, you know. But uh, everything around us, you know, is basically... <laughs> made to uh, original intent to uh, glorify God and to put him on display, you know. Um, the uh, other scripture I wanted to give you is in uh, Luke chapter 19. This is Luke chapter 19 verse, actually I'm going to read uh, several verses. Um, they brought Jesus you are actually I'm sorry, they brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on a coat and put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. And when he came near the place where the road goes down, excuse me, the mountain of olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in our voices for all the miracles they have seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Cry it. The stones will cry out. Um, and that's talking about something in particular as far as worship. Because the sun, the moon, the stars, guess what? They're going to praise our Father regardless, no matter what everybody else decides to do, no matter what man decides to do. 
no matter if they want to turn their back on the Father, guess what? The rocks, creation, even even the flowers and trees, they still want to continue to give glory, honor, and praise to the Father, even though we think, oh, that's just a tree or that's just that or that. No, they, they're praising the Father. Um, but I, I say all that and I bring this scripture to um, mind because it's talking about some type of object speaking or or giving voice, giving direction. And in this case, it's talking about that they're going to, if they don't praise, guess what? The rocks, they're going to lead the way. They're going to serve as, as a sign, a guide, or direction to what we should be doing, you know? And sometimes we, as I mentioned, we forget the written word of our Father. Because we're busy and we're, we're trying to get someplace, you know? We're trying to get someplace. Um, Balaam, the prophet, he would he was trying to get someplace, you know, and he was ignoring what was going on. And sometimes we were ignoring him, but our father, you know what? He's so loving. He's going to do whatever he can to reach us to, to get our attention, you know, whether it's a donkey a Burger King sign, a bumper sticker, you know, um, a pillow, Whatever it is, the Holy Spirit can use to draw you. He's going to use it. Um, a few other scriptures I want to give you. Uh, one of them is Psalms 25, verses 4 through 5. Um, Psalms 25, verses 4 through 5. It says, uh, show me your way, Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God, my Savior, and my hope is in and my hope is in you all day long. So this is Psalms twenty five verse four through five and the one who wrote it he says, Show me your ways and then he says, Lord, teach me your path. He says, guide me. So all of this is implying someone asking for direction, guiding, teaching, ways, paths, you know. He's trying He's trying to uh, go somewhere. Um, another scripture is uh, James chapter 1, verse 5. Very familiar one. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. Um, and John 16, 3, is talking about the Holy Spirit. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. And he will not speak of his own, but he will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. So I I believe that uh, the Holy Spirit, our Father in Heaven, you know, I I believe he used multiple things or many things or whatever he can, you know, to speak to us. And it is his hope 
you know, that we will always use the written word, you know, to guide us and direct us because the enemy, he's also speaking. He's also trying to use things that speak to us and guide us and direct us. That's why it's important that we have this written word um, to kind of serve as our guide. And even the, the words that is written in our hearts, you know, to guide and direct us too, because that way we're able to discern, you know, truth from false. Because the, the, the scripture says that the enemy comes as an angel of light too. If he can come at an angel of light, you know, why, why won't he bring a billboard in front of you or a uh, license plate that guides you and directs you down the path that he wants you to go? Um, which is to steal, kill, and destroy. So we need to be looking for those signs. First, we need to be, I want to encourage us always to start in the Word, you know. But uh, for those who are already looking for the signs, this may be out there, you know. I want to encourage you to always align it with the Word, you know. That license plate may have a scripture on it, but it might not be for you at that time. You want to go, and I'm almost finished. I want to go to the scripture I started off with in the beginning, Matthew chapter 16, and read that one again. Um, let's see, verse 16, and I'm going to read verse 4. It says, A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but none will be given except the sign of Jonah. And Jesus then left them and went away. You know, the Pharisees and Sadducees, you know, sometimes we are focused on a sign. We're focused on, okay, we're focused on trying to get some direction or whatever, like whether it be through a um, a license plate bumper sticker or whatever it is. But instead of being so much focused on the sign, we need to be instead focused on the sign maker, the one who, who makes it, you know, because we one in direction and one in guidance, that's not the problem. Our Father, he wants us to have uh, guidance and direction, but the problem is focusing on the sign instead of the place where you're trying to get to. And that's the place is that we're trying to get to is closer to the Father, you know. So it's like, you know, driving down a highway and saying, okay, this city is like 20 minutes away or five minutes away or you need to get into this lane or that lane. Um, we don't want to focus on that sign because get, we can get distracted, be accident and all this kind of thing. But our Father, the Holy Spirit, you know, he wants us to focus on, on where we're going, and that's a closer relationship with him. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll um, end with that one. And Dorothy, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's a good conclusion that not to focus on the signs, but focus on Father. And, you know, if if we keep our focus on Him, He will, He will move our heads towards the signs. He will certainly let us know what is a sign and what is not. You know? I know I, I, I depend on Him for so many things, even very small things like, Finding something that I dropped on the floor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he does. He, he likes to tw- twist your head or 
catches your focus and changes your focus of where to look. And uh, I always felt so bad for that donkey <laughs> being beaten like that, you know? I know, yeah, yeah. I know. And the thing is, like, it was amazing that he remembered everything. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was unfortunate for the donkey. And then I, of course, I think about all the animal abuse that's around us in the world, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's and uh, child abuse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, child abuse, animal people abuse, all kind of abuses. Uh, the enemy is just using, you know, to just d- destroy people, destroy lives. It's sad, but uh, you, hear, you see on the news about these children, what they're going through, and they've been stuck in this home. At, and, at the border, or in in. Well, oh, well, that too. But I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about like you hear like on the news, like on 2020 or something about some story about some parents been abusing their kids and they've been keeping them locked up and in the homes or putting oh, kids yeah. in cages so... and things like that. You know, when I think of kids in cages, I have to think of my grandson when he was about five. We used to go see my mother and she had a cage there for the dog. And every time we went there, he would go in that cage. You know, <laughs> Just, Oh, wow. We didn't lock him <laughs> in, but you know, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if people think about this, but when children are abused, and I see this in my husband, you know, playing out in my husband's life, when children are abused and there is no rescue um, until later on, it creates a wound so deep they cannot even grasp onto father's uh, goodness or his willing to heal that wound. You know, they just, the wound is so deep. It's its amazing. You know, even my uh, two younger grandchildren who were just neglected by their mother, my daughter. Um, you could see the wound. My, my Jonathan, he actually stopped speaking. And it, I couldn't oh, wow. figure it out because he was a chatterbox, you know. And... Um, my daughter got into drugs, you know, with those drugs too. Um, But the wounds go so deep, and I am just so grateful that, you know, we found Tammy to adopt them Um, because now they're in a loving home and back to being a chatterbox and, you know. But it's, it's amazing how deep those childhood wounds go. And they do quite often go into adulthood and, and affect behavior. You know, how sometimes you behave like, why, why am I doing this? this? It doesn't even make sense what I'm doing. Or why am I feeling yeah. this? And if you go back and dig, it goes all the way back to childhood trauma. That's, you know, another reason why I'm so upset with what the schools are doing to our children, you know, because it's just... I don't like yeah. seeing people hurt. Maybe it's because, it's I don't know if it's because I'm a mother, but it really, really, I have to um, really work through negative emotions when I go to pray for these abusers. <laughs> you know, I'm just because no. I'd rather just 
gives them the pointy end of my boot, you know, and I have to work through yeah. all that. But, well, that's that's not the right way to deal with this now, <laughs> you yeah. know. So, a lot of self talk going on there. Um, yeah. But yeah, we have to. You know, and even then, if you're out and about, which I don't get out as much as I like, but, and you see this stuff go out, pray for these children, because sometimes you can see it in their face. You can see it in their eyes. If you've ever seen a 12-year-old with dead eyes, it, it's unnerving, very unnerving. Yeah. So, But just pray for them. You don't have to pray out loud. Just pray for them in passing for a blessing and for Father to get them out of a a difficult situation that they're in because that's how they get out by having someone pray for them. You know? Yeah, that's all it takes. <laughs> you know, that was something yeah. that we see simple. You know, of course, if you can do something, that that's good to do or whatever, but also prayer is powerful. It's, it's an underused weapon. <laughs> right. Or even if you just turn around to a child and you know, tell them, oh, aren't you adorable? You know, just yeah. give them a positive word, so, something they can hold on to. Yeah. It's, uh, children, a lot of them, at least I know they have great memories. So they they won't forget, even if they don't really remember their face, they'll remember the words. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Somebody said that. Yeah. So I don't know how we get on the thing of children we were talking about a talking donkey (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Um, yeah but yeah that that uh the the holy spirit is always trying to guide us and direct us you know but it's important that we always get get rooted and grounded in the scripture and the word you know with all the scripture and the words so we won't be led astray and be following the wrong signs because a lot of people are doing a lot of crazy things these days. And even some of them are saying they're Christians. <laughs> I know. It's getting it's getting ridiculous out there. You know, it's really ridiculous. Did you see where the I think it's the is it the Episcopal or the Methodists are trying are arguing about the gender of God. Oh wow! They want to yeah, change their prayer book. And that's just, not that shouldn't be surprising. <laughs> wow! No. That's Why would you think that was would he? Yeah, would even be important. Why is that important? It's, yeah, I don't know why. Why? Why do we want to worship Baphomet in this society? That is named Baphomet. The androgynous God. Oh wow! Yeah, they're yeah they're making people's yeah. It's a whole lot of wasted energy and all this kind of yeah. It's 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 bad because there's even some of the Bibles, like you said, they're being changed too, with the word and all that kind of stuff. So it's this uh, you have to be on guard <laughs> these days. You know, yes, you do. Always, always stay, stay in, in, in your word. That the Holy Spirit leading guides you in the direction. Yeah, the word teaches us how to recognize when Father is speaking. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I, I hope um, everyone who listened was able to uh, get get something out of it. If you're be trying to uh, find direction in your life, you know, just sit down and take a moment and pray and read the word and just be be still, <laughs> you know, for a second before you uh, drink that cup of coffee or even walk out the door or whatever your routine is. And it, it doesn't take the father that long to speak, so sometimes we do have to be patient, <laughs> even though we like to, like to be in a rush. Yes, we do, especially nowadays. Rush here, rush there. Yeah. Uh, getting harder and harder to be still. It is. It is. Yeah. Well, yes, I, I like I'm, that scripture. Um, be still. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, be still. Be still. Be still. And uh, know that know that I'm God. I don't, I'm sure which one that one is, but it's it's a very popular one. I tell myself um, that all the time. Be still. Yeah, that's that's Psalm six. Psalms forty six verse ten. Psalms forty six oh, okay. be still another line God. Um Well, I thank everyone for tuning in and listening this evening. I know this one right here was not as long as the other ones usually are. Um I hope that uh you have a wonderful uh the rest of the fourth weekend and if you're in any of those warm areas, I pray that the temperature will drop. <laughs> um <laughs> Or or your air conditioner will, will work extra. I, I'm not sure. Um, but let me, let me close in prayer. Uh, Father, we thank you this evening for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to um, to learn from you, to receive from you, Father, and um, help all everyone who's listening. Help help me, Father, uh, to be guided and directed by your Spirit. Um, to read your word, to give you even more time, Father, that uh, you can uh, give to us, Father, because that's what life is all all about, Father. That's why you, you have us here to uh, learn from each other and and to learn from you because you're uh, raising us and uh, guiding us, Father. So guide the people, Father, Lord. Teach them how to be witnesses to those who are around them, Father, and protect them, Father, from all hurt, harm, and danger, Father. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Jameer. That was a good all right. teaching. Another awesome. good teaching. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, we'll see what we have for next week, hopefully by Monday. <laughs> by Monday, yeah. I think it by Monday. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tuesday can do, I guess. Yeah. I, I need well. Monday for myself, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, very well, well, if you must. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Have, thank you. Everybody have a blessed week. Uh, stay cool. I know my poor air conditioner is struggling to keep up with it. My fridge and freezer is struggling to keep up with it. It's just. <laughs> but this too shall pass, right? Yes, yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> so, Father, bless everybody.
get back to us. Leave us some comments. Let us know how we're doing, if we're helping, if we're hurting, or what we could do better. Good night, Jameer. Thank you so much. All right. Good night to you also. Thank you.